Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sometimes needing new tires can catch us by surprise. That's why tire power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tirepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. And welcome to the Driver's Seat. It is a big, big 24 hours in the world of motorsport with lots happening in the supercars paddock. We've got the Darwin Triple Crown to wrap up. And of course, we've got a big weekend of rally coming our way in Tasmania. But uh, first... Hey, Nimsy, can I say there's lots happening off track as well <laughs> and not at the racetrack <laughs> with Matty and I and crocodiles. We'll, we'll touch oh, yeah, on that a little bit later. Touch on that. If you watch the news <laughs> in the last sort of 48 hours um, of a man belting a crocodile with a fry pan. We'll have more to explain on that a little later. I'm I'm staring at a video in our WhatsApp group that uh, <laughs> is, all I can say is, it's like Ripley's Believe It or Not. But, I know, um, right? But uh, look, we'll get to that in just a moment because there's plenty happening in Darwin and uh, that's not the only victim of uh, of a bit of, uh, that, that's not the only person got a, a belting after, after, yeah, after being up the top end. Someone, ah. got, someone got bit pretty hard yesterday, but we'll get to that. We will get to that in just a moment. But as I mentioned off the top of the show, we uh, it's another big weekend of motorsport because it is round three of the Australian Rally Championship. It is going to it's going to be happening at Rally Launceston. That'll be this weekend. There's a big launch on Friday, and when we talk rally, we've got to get our expert in. So please welcome back to the driver's seat, the one and only Channel Sevens, Dean Herridge. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, team. How are we? Oh, he's got a title now. We can have him on. <laughs> Hello, mate. How are you? <laughs> oh, very well. I thought you guys had forgotten about me. No, we, mate, we hadn't forgotten about you. Uh, we've had a bit going on in recent times. Um, and it, But it's been funny with Rally, hasn't it? Because um, our two paths have somewhat crossed and collided the flat track circuit life uh, with the Rally life because um, we, we know that in... in uh, in Canberra, I think it was, the great man, SVG, the six-foot-six bandit from Red Bull, uh, <laughs> decided to slot himself into a, a rally car and, don't mind it, went all right too, didn't he? Did he just? Cheapers. Um, look, at the end of the day, he's driven lots of stuff. We know he's an uber-talented driver. And even when he did testing and his early stages, we thought he'd done a pretty good job. But I, I tell you what, as rally people, we take our hat off. When you start to get to those longer... 20, 25k stages and you're really relying on the pace notes. I think that's the biggest thing. He can steer a car, no doubt, and he's yeah. done good in rallycross, but to listen to the co-driver and articulate the notes and be that good 
on really a debut of a, of a championship round like that, that was the impressive part. So none of us were surprised that he could steer a car around a few gravel corners, and that's what he grew up loving, Possum Bourne. But I tell you what, the, the bit that took most of it, not by surprise, I guess, but was very impressive was to hold that pace. We talk how tricky Canberra is, and he did knock it about. He built up his speed. He absolutely was committed to the pace notes because you can't go that fast without it. He had a very good co-driver on board with Glenn Weston. And then even to top it off, when he decided he's getting the groove of this sort of rally caper, he goes and bloody the only person so far to beat Harry Bates in a power stage by knocking him over in, and not just a Mickey Mouse one, a reasonable length power stage. So, uh, yeah, what a, what a massive effort that was in Canberra. And, like, we, we were – Stevie J and I were up in Darwin over the weekend and we were, we were talking – um, to a to a driver who jumped into a, a Formula Ford in recent times, a supercar driver who jumped into a Formula Ford in recent times, national Formula Ford, and belted all of the kids. And <laughs> we sort of said, you know, when you think you're, you're pretty good in Formula Ford, you're 16 years of age, you've got a bit of stride and a bit of confidence, and then an old fella comes in and gives you a whacking. What was the with feel- a very big receding hairline? With a very big receding hairline. <laughs> <laughs> what was what was the feeling amongst all of the competitors? Was it like, mate, seriously? Like you, the the, the close <laughs> family relationship and and world of rallying. You're all you're all stay together. You all talk. You're all pretty close. You'll think you're pretty good, and then old mate Kiwi comes in and gives you a whacking. Was there a feeling that everyone had to go back now and reassess what they were doing? Because if he could do that, we know he's talented, but if he could do that, everyone needs to lift their game now if someone like that can come in and do that? Uh, Yes and no. I think the thing was, look, he didn't have Harry's measure, and Harry's our benchmark. And to be honest, Harry's a step ahead of everybody else. What we need to know about Harry and if he wants to further his career is what is he like in the international lineup? We'll get a steer on SVG now that he's entered you know, the WRC of Rally New Zealand. We'll see where he sits. Um, there's a few parts to that. One, professional driver, drives for a living. He had an R5 Skoda. Like, it's the best tool for the job, as good as a Yaris. He's got right. a professional co-driver on board. So he had all the right tools. That's still hard to put together. Don't get me wrong. Not many people could have done what he did. Um, but to be honest, I think we embraced him. He was great for our sport. Um, and I think most people looked at it that way to go, look, he's jumped in and beaten a couple of up-and-coming young guys and a good depth field with some of our guys who are learning to craft these brand-new cars. He's jumped in and absolutely delivered. But we loved having him on board. It created eyeballs for our event, and he was very well-received. And I think if you spoke to him on a private level, he'd say, I just love being around. Great people. I, I love rallying anyway, and I think we welcomed him with open arms. So it's two parts to that question, but it still doesn't take away from what was a serious effort, that's for sure. Hey, Dino, obviously speaking about Harry, um, he's had a, uh, obviously since Canberra, um, winning Canberra, he went to uh, Rally WA and uh, had a bit of a tough time over there, didn't he? And, and bit of strife. <laughs> bit of strife over there, but also moving forward um, to, uh, to Rally Launceston, he's, he's without his, um, his regular co-driver because John McCarthy's just tested positive for COVID. So seems like his run of bad luck has sort of edged to, from yeah. Rally 2 to Rally 3 yeah, at the moment. A lot, of, a lot of mirrors broken and a lot of black cats that he must have crossed Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I think that step ahead still shot. Look, he's, at the end of the day, he's still leading the championship by some 70 yep. points over Richie Dalton, a stable mate. Um, it's it's obviously destabilising. He and John have become a really good working partnership over the last particularly three, four, five years. Uh, it's not ideal. 
I guess the thing is, though, if you're going to have someone come in replace, guess who's handy? You know, the four times ARC yeah. champion and Hall of Famer, Coral Taylor. Coral so, Taylor, Not a yes. bad person to, to step in, you know, and, and knows that team very well. She still manages and works with Neil Base Motorsport on lots of levels. I think she'll be nervous because Harry is going very, very quick. Um, and if I was someone like Lewis, the brother, or Richie Dalton we just mentioned, if you're going to try and have a crack at them and get them unstable, you've got to go early. Once he knows mm-hmm. what rhythm he and Coral have and how the results are coming up, I think he'll still benchmark a great result and probably still win it. And good on Coral coming. She hasn't done an ARC for four years and likely to win another round uh, coming up. But what a great dynamic. But I think they've got to strike early. They've got to get them while they're a little bit nervy and don't really know where they sit in the overall scheme of times and the flow in the car. Um, but, yeah, be unsettling. I mean, uh, as you know, they're a really important part of what we do. They're, they're like a great PA at world level, ARC level. Even if a driver moves teams, generally the co-driver comes with them. That's how important that combination is. So uh, it's creating another very interesting storyline leading into Rally Launceston. Hey, mate, obviously uh, leading, talking about the uh, WA as well before we get on to, to Launceston, what was it like? Obviously after the pandemic, the the fans over there have been starved of motorsport and for the last few years obviously supercars have been there already this year and it was massive they had, what some, was the domestic, like? they had some domestic speedway happening but that was literally yep. it yeah exactly so and i think that was a little bit the same everywhere you know mm. a bit of a domestic speedway here in queensland and, and same in melbourne but what was the what was the turnout like mate there for um for the forest rally yeah record entries i mean we have run successfully west australian rally championship rounds over the last couple of years but it's been very much that just state-level motorsport, and we've all been able to do events. Um, but a record field, uh, it was great because we always had you know, a massive amount of East Coasters come across and support the event as round two of the championship, and we had a great local field as well. So I think we had like 70 cars. So not only was the quantity up, the quality's up. You know, the Australian Rally Championship's got a lot of good things going for it at the moment, and that was just another great indication of that for that round. So And well-received, you know. It's, uh, it's south by about three hours from Perth. Um, great crowds, particularly on the Friday night. We use, ironically, the, the Bunbury Speedway. They set up almost like a rally stage on the backside of the course and then onto the main speedway track. It was pouring down with rain and really exciting. We did four passes there. And then our traditional forest stages were really well well received for spectators and, like I said, and field in regards to the quality and quantity. So at the moment, a bit like motorsport nationally, as we, you know, we were really affected by COVID uh, as a championship. You know, we haven't had an Australian champion as such for the last couple of years. So... You know, rally by rally, we're feeling more and more confident that, you know, Rally Launceston's is round three. We've got a seven-round championship, and it feels like the wheels are starting to come back on the, on the car, which is great. So, no, great feeling. I expect the same. You know, obviously, Tassie's a hard round for us. We get to drop around this season. So, out of those seven, you get to drop around, and I guess, uh, you know, your worst round and have six rounds. So, the smaller teams will almost, you know, miss a round on purpose, and Tassie's on radar for a few people because of, obviously, the logistics of getting across Bass Strait and stuff. So, we don't have the biggest field in Tassie, but the quality is still there. And as you can see with some of the storylines that you guys are touch pointing on, there's still going to be plenty to chat about uh, come this weekend. Uh, Dino, you were a weapon in a, uh, in a rally car. We know that. Um, now you are a weapon in front of the camera. You've teamed up with Jess Dane. The coverage of rally is now on Channel 7, and you can actually go and watch highlights and do all that sort of stuff of, of the ARC on 7+. Plus. Um, tell me, is it is it more challenging being behind the wheel sideways at 150k an hour through a forest, or is it more challenging being <laughs> in front of a camera trying to 
wrestle all these turkeys and get them onto camera and do all that kind of stuff. Which is the biggest challenge for you? So far, the second one. Um, it's, it's a motorsport. It's a motorsport team with cameras, and uh, my my eldest daughter Olivia was doing work experience inverted commas on the event. And the, the live power stage. She's walked away and said, "Dad, I've never been so stressed in my life." So we're welcome to live TV around rallying. Um, take my hat. I do actually say the ARC program. We have some really talented people. Great vision. They do an awesome job for what's quite a small budget, to be fair. It's a rally team with cameras, the same logistics, the same dramas, the same technical problems, and trying to then just, when they say go and they say live, we do a lot of talking, Jess and I, and hopefully it makes some sort of sense. But uh, I'm still very much a novice in that part, but the great news is we're, we're passionate about it. We love the sport. There's lots of good things going on. Great supporters on board in regards to some of our series sponsors and even, you know, E-Road as part of the power stage and stuff. So, no, I don't profess to be a professional by any stretch. I'm, I'm really enjoying the challenge, but... I tell you what, I look back to when they used to give me the keys of the car and say, go flat out. And that does seem <laughs> a lot simpler than, than talking, would you believe? <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, Dino, um, lastly, I mean, obviously, you've been great with your time, mate. So thanks very much for, for that tonight, being way over there and uh, Especially a bit of a time he's, difference. He's, speaking of it, he, he's, uh, he, he's actually got a commitment with his daughter a little bit later on that he's yes. uh, squeezed in, uh, <laughs> squared us in. So thank you for that, Dino. You guys so, know what it's like. Uh, ironically, the motorsport dates don't move. So the family, I think okay. my daughter turned 16 on, uh, the other daughter on Sunday, and I miss that. So I'm, I'm in struggle street in the... the <laughs> oh, that's, that's no good. good. <laughs> hey, mate, well, just quickly, we haven't, as Australia, we haven't been on the, on the WRC or the World Rally Championship calendar obviously due to the pandemic for a little while now. Is there a goal or is there a time where you think we might be able to get a spot back on on the championship calendar? Hopefully, it'd be great. New Zealand's on it this year, which is great. At least our cousins have one and they've got magic roads, by the way, probably the best in the world from a driving standpoint. So great that at least NZ gets it. Our final round this year, round seven, which is going to be in Coffs Harbour, where we ran the WRC this year is also yep. forming to be the finale or the final of the Asia Pacific Rally Championship. So it will hopefully get an influx of, you know, hopefully Kiwis, uh, you know, teams from Asia, you know, Japan, Indonesia. So I hope I have a bit of an international flavour as we sort of crown a, an APRC sort of champion at the end of that uh, particular event. And hopefully that puts the wheels in motion. I mean, I don't think there's anything on the immediate radar, including next year, um, yep. but hopefully by running those style of FIA events coupled into the ARC, we'll see us definitely be able to hopefully get some support and put our name back into the ring to get a, a round of the WRC again, which would be great. So, And just quickly, mate, before we let you go, two old blokes in the studio here, two old Silver Foxes, <laughs> possibly up for a new challenge. Uh, I've had a pretty good history in the last 24 months of whacking a few walls, doing that kind of stuff. <laughs> Might be looking for a new challenge. We're not allowed to do stadium super trucks. Mrs. Mack won't let me do that. But... Do you reckon there might be a chance you could maybe throw me in, uh, find someone dumb enough to throw me the keys to something that, you know, I might be able to go and experience a little bit of rallying? Not sitting in the passenger side. I am not doing that. But I wouldn't mind a bit of a skid in one. You reckon you could set up a test for the great man and I maybe somewhere? Uh, maybe in, in Costa. Yeah, there's, right. there's got to be a master class or something. Yeah, absolutely. There? Yeah, an old like fast class. Like a, like, a, awesome. like, a, like an amateur, a very amateur class. Yeah. You got, can you sort us out there, All right. Dino? Well, if I was able to put Jess Dane in a car, we obviously put her in Subaru's NR4. I don't know if you saw it last year and did a, a day with me in the passenger seat, which is a rubbish idea, by the way. Surely <laughs> yeah. at some point we can have a chat in the Subaru 
and get the NR4 ride car out and give you guys a bit of a run. I might oh, be standing on the yeah. sideline and just pray to hell you don't do anything to it, but uh, I think you'd absolutely love it. In my time, I know you've, we've got to probably gone past time, guys, but in the past when I've taken the particularly V8 supercar guys for a run, yep. the power and torque is probably not uber impressive coming from a V8 supercar. The braking scares the hell out of most people how yeah. good these cars break, et cetera. So I'd love you guys to experience that from the driver's seat. So let's let's work on it. The driver's seat, masterclass of 2022. <laughs> what do you reckon? I think that sounds That's a great. bloody ripper idea. I've got, two, I've got two, two things I want to say to you there now. First of all, I actually did go for a ride. I went for a ride with Neil Bates when right. Coral was his co-driver. Yep. Back when it was one of the first WRC cars in the country and it was up on Sunshine Coast when in they the had Corolla. the rally up there right. in the Corolla. Yes. It was fantastic. Yes. It was one of the best things I've done. And secondly, if Matt's going to have a drive of this Subaru, can we get him on a 50K stage with no notes so he doesn't know how to get back? <laughs> <laughs> we can absolutely arrange that. You'll have to drop Brad out and then follow his uh, run back. Follow the crumbs home. Yeah. yeah, I'll be just on the radio going, right up, boys, I'm done. Boys? Hello. 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 Boys. Hello. How the hell do I get this thing back? <laughs> well, make sure you go state. first, Stevie, so you can bring it back and fix it to lose Maddie in the forest if, somewhere. Correct. If it's a if it's a if it's a twenty five K stage up and then twenty five back, give it to me and I'll leave twenty five K's worth of fuel in it for Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Done Thanks, deal. Mate. Anything what possible. Nimsy, you can oh, come along God. for the fun as well, mate. I'll 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 stay outside. I'll be good. I'll I'll wait at the hey, back. Nim Nim mate, Dino, Nimsy's Nimsy's uh he's cuddling up to rally because he was off with um off with Molly Taylor at a Subaru event just recently. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yes. I saw uh, that. He yeah. hasn't come to any of my Subaru events, but yeah, yeah, oh, we know. Yeah. Done, but okay. <laughs> I, I, well, next, <laughs> next time you're at Bunbury Subaru, I'll be sure to pop down when I'm out yeah. neck of the woods. <laughs> yeah, when Mama, Mama Nims can make us dinner. That yeah. sounds good. That's good. Actually, I, lo- I loved your shirt, by the way, Nimsy. That was a classic shirt you were wearing when you went to Subaru. <laughs> I, I, did, I did get some good oh. comments. On that. I was told by Molly, though, it's a shame there's no Subarus on there. You could have put a double. At least, yeah. <laughs> hey Nimsy, if I do this, if I do a practice and a rally, what car do you reckon I'd do it in? Oh, let's see. Knowing your track record, probably it's an AU Falcon. Hey Dino, you've been very generous with your time, mate. I know you got uh, some commitments to get to, so we appreciate you taking a bit of time to chat to us. Um, so Rally Launceston is going to be on this weekend. You can check out the coverage on Seven and Seven Plus, and you can also be a part of Rally Queensland. Entries for uh, that event are now open. You can head to the website and check that out. Uh, we'll be getting to very good numbers. It's nice to see that uh, it feels a bit more normal, doesn't it, Dino? It does indeed. Always good to chat, Legends, and we'll speak soon. Indeed we will. Uh, thanks for joining us, Dino. Uh, Dean Herrod's there joins us on the driver's seat. And boys, we're getting a flurry of texts in, aren't we? Mm. We are getting a flurry of texts, and uh, a lot of them, of course, in relation to Darwin over the weekend. We're gonna we're gonna talk about that coming up because it was an interesting weekend. Lots of fallout, obviously, for our uh, our mate gas par- gas pedal Gary, and so lots to cover off, Nimsy, uh, on all of that Darwin stuff fairly soon. Yeah, that 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 was well. I I thought it was shocking. Um, <laughs> probably well, you, 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 probably yeah. you guys you guys have been in the sport a lot longer than I have. So <laughs> so when I sent you that press release, you're probably like, yeah. oh, Dimsy, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> well done, Nimsy. Pat on the pat on the head. Nice job, Nimsy boy. Well, at least he didn't go to Bali. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, jeez, Louise. Yeah. Well, uh, yes. Oh. No. Another one we don't. Yeah. All right. <laughs> no to goies here. That's it. That's a no to goies zone. No to goies zone. Let's let's get some comment from Tim Edwards. <laughs> Total bullshit. It's bullshit. Mm. All right. Can't add much more to that. You're right. We can't right. add much more to that, Tim. No. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a quick pause for the cause. Dean Herridge was our feature interview. Thanks to Ryko Filters. Ask Mechanic Ryko Filters, the professional choice. Your texts and much, much more coming up on the other side of this. 0433 98 11 16 is the number if you'd like to text in and be a part of the program. It's the driver's seat. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. And a reminder, you can rev up your smartphone with the driver's seat app available in the App Store. Now, we're a big fan of playing this little bit of audio. Yep. <laughs> and I can... You yelled that at him in the pub. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew, Sunday night. Sunday night is gas pedal. Excellent start. <laughs> he was heading off to the uh, to, to the, the men's facilities, and we had our um, we or you? We, well, no. Well, let me finish. We <laughs> we had our uh, Kubota group with us, and I did happen to spot Gary on the outside of Coromai, and I may have leaned out and gone, "Nice, Gary." Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I might have said something else. But... Yeah, 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 you did. Uh, oh, you did too. I remember that. I only said, "Don't hit anyone, Gary." <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> well, look. well, he'd had a, he'd had no, a, no, an on-track barrage no, of hits no all weekend. Us after that, <laughs> yeah. very funny. Anyway, so but look, um, of course, it is big news. We very rarely see in our sport uh, a driver get the Tijuana Brass halfway through the year. Nothing um, for the old Garrity. Yep, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing for the old Gary. No seat there anymore. But look, it was Steve and I were up there, and we're going to cover off that a little bit later on as well. But um, this is the reality is, Stevie J, this has been building, mm. I think, both from a results point of view. I've had a lot of conversations in the last 24 hours with a lot of people, and all this started to be quite frank Monday morning. We were having breakfast with some people on Monday morning that got text messages and and it was already going around then that um, that Gary might have been spared. Uh, so um, this has been building. It is results-based. Um, I do have to say that the feedback I'm getting back, Steve, it's also an attitudinal decision. There's been a – there seems to be a belief that Gary's um, – Difficult. Demeanor and and around the team has been one of uh, less patience than perhaps one would expect. And Peter Zibris, who Zibris, Zibris, whatever you want to say, and he joined who, us on the driver's seat uh, at at the start of the year. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he he's got a foundation team for himself here now that he's got to set the right cultural standard for moving forward. And I just get the feeling after a difficult weekend, Steve. It was the straw that broke the camel's back because from what I understand, and I, again, this is rumour scuttlebutt, innuendo uh, and waffle, um, you know, there was a lot of finger pointing as to who was to blame after some of the get-togethers on the weekend with Gary. And in the end, he was just boned. It was that, runner, mate. See you later. <laughs> Here's a six inch on the way out the door. Uh, unfortunately, Gary got the foot long. And, uh, and so... And, 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 and uh, 
there's some discussion I've heard out there that this is a 50-50 thing from the yeah, what we I'm had getting. Some, we had some people say that on our, on our Facebook page. That, yeah. You know, it, from what I'm getting, the feedback I'm getting is that this was not a 50-50 thing. This, is a, this was a DCM. Don't come Monday. See you later. So... Uh, unfortunate for Gary because he is a lovely bloke. Like, uh, and look, you know, no, no one wants to see him lose their job either. No, like, no, of like, course not. No, 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 no. But you know, I, if these reports, Stevie J, that I'm hearing are accurate, that it was a bit of an attitudinal thing as well, mate. You, you got twenty? How many full time drivers? How many? Twenty? What? Twenty two? Yep. Twenty. Twenty one. Twenty two. Whatever it is, yep. and. Um, there's a couple of sons of, of team owners in there. They're probably not going anywhere. But um, so that means you're one of 22. You can't get out and do that kind of stuff because the odds on you getting the Tijuana Brass, DVJ, are pretty strong. Yeah, it's it just goes to show that you're not safe. No one's safe. I mean, and everyone would have thought Gary was quite embedded there because from what I believe, and I don't know um, – Directly, but from what I've been told, Gary was still able to take some money there. Big money. money, big he's money. Big bring, he's bringing his I'm, brig money. I'm talking seven or eight hundred thousand. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. He there. was bringing brig coin. So it's a big decision mm. to not bring someone like that along for the rest of the year mm. um, and want to replace him. You know, and and I've I've known Pete Zibris for a little while now. Um, I met him. He was at DJR actually after one of his. Um, wins up in Ipswich on, in his drag car uh, last year. Mm. Oh, congratulations nice also to Premier Racing for taking out Absolutely. the top of the championship. You, you know, so this guy, and, I've, and I met him actually even before that when we were uh, restoring one of my dad's, he doesn't own it, EB Falcons, mm-hmm. and one of Pete's friends owned it. So Pete came and picked it up from our workshop and took it back down to Sydney. Um, this guy is as OCD, believe it or not, Maddie, as I am. Wow. He is Wow. Um he is a perfectionist. We spoke you spoke to him with me on the weekend mm-hmm. and he's a self-confessed impatient, impatient person. Yes, he said those words. With yeah. what he wants. Yes. And he's going to do whatever it takes mm. to get to the front. Mm. So you might take that with a grain of salt with half the people that come in and buy teams and all that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. but you look at what he's done with his drag car side mm. of things. He's mm a two-time national champion now. Um, he expects almost perfection, and they are looking, that Premier Racing team, and I know, and, and you know this too, Maddie, that they look towards the teams up the front of the grid and uh, front of the pit garages to emulate themselves off. And, and they are no secret in telling us that they are trying to emulate what DJR are doing. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think when you've got major sponsors like Coke and Subway. And, and Subway <laughs> let's be let's be very clear on the Coke and Subway deal. Um, that deal is in play because of one Chris Pither. Say hello to my little friend. <laughs> exactly. If if I don't Chris mean went, to make light of it, but I had to do that. <laughs> if Chris left tomorrow, Coke would go tomorrow. Which, as would Subway. Because the because Subway side Subway of things. Subway loves Coke. Coke well, loves Subway. Exactly. And so that's, and, and Coke loves Chris. 
and uh, and also and Crispy does a lot of things like appearances. He does. He's a fantastic. He works his ass off, Nimsy, for Coke, and he earns every single dollar of that support and deserves every part of it as well. So no matter what results or what people think, and oh, money buys this, that, and the other thing, just just be very, very clear. When it comes to Premier, if Chris goes, so does Coke and so does Subway. Now, as you just said, Stevie J, nobody is safe, right? So that could all go away and that could all – he could sack Chris tomorrow too if he wanted to. He's got enough money to run two Premier um, cars, livery, how he wants. Well, remember, not... he also um, was a sponsor of Team Sydney. Like, Premier yeah, Racing had – um, in, in teaming up with like you had Tony Quinn's mm. local legends car mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. a premier racing car as well. Yeah. So, so he, he is well healed enough to, to run without these sponsors. It's nice to have the sponsors. They're great sponsors for the sport. The cars looked fabulous on the weekend, all that kind of stuff. But, but, um, uh, you know, they've got a lot of work to do team Sydney. There's no doubt about that. They need some continuity in the engineering department, but they are building. And when you go into a building team like that, you need to be very careful about how you treat people you bring, even though you bring in money, you can't be throwing spanners and have an attitude adjustment every single time you get out of the car or give people a, a glowing reference on what you think of them. Um, so it um, doesn't matter where you are. You're right, Stevie J. You've got to be very, very careful. My concern for, for gas pedal now is where does he go and what does he do? Because um, he is a good driver. He's won the Dunlop Super 2 Series. He's no dummy. He works very, very hard. On his fitness, he's got budget as well. He's he could be a very very good thing, but um, getting a getting a don't come Monday. Slip. He could be a candidate for you know someone. He could be a good candidate for someone uh, for the enduros, but a lot of the seats are taken there already. That's the you know? concern, right? Um, but you know, next year moving forward, you could maybe someone like Timmy Blanchard who might want to expend two cars. He could be a good mm-hmm. person mm-hmm. for someone like that to be able to bring that money along. He's going to need it. He's going to need it. 100%. He is, this is this is Gary is going to need someone with a big, with big forethought moving forward to take him on. You can cop him for a weekend if he's if he's not got a great attitude. You can you can accept him for a weekend on the on the Bathurst One Thousand weekend, but for a whole season, that's probably not the person you want to have around the team because culturally it's very very difficult if you start you know all that kind of stuff. So. Um, look, I, you all know, new year next year too. You got to have new year. You got to have someone that wants to build another car yeah. to be able to do that. That's and if a big Gary, expansion. if Gary was able to come out and say, "Well, I'm leaving Team Sydney because they're a basket case and I don't want to be there." Premier it's, Racing, it's, it, sorry, not Team Sydney, sorry, not Team Sydney, Premier Racing. Um, you would say, "Fair enough, Gary." Yep, I, I, I get it. But Gary's been given the door here and marched. And uh, it doesn't, just doesn't look good. I suppose like anyone that gets marched out of their job, it doesn't look good. So. And, and we all know how small pit lane is. And al- although we're, you know, assuming and a few whispers that we're hearing, the team principals and team owners up and down pit lane, mm. they all speak to each other. Oh, They'll absolutely. know exactly why he's gone. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And we've just had one text um, as we move on to the subject of who's going to replace Gary. Mm-hmm. Um Greg from Upper Coomera, will we see, and I've seen Keep this. Keep your text uh, messages coming in. Oh, it's Frank. <laughs> oh, Frank from Frank. Yeah, that's it. Frank yeah, yeah, good on you, Nimsy. Thanks for coming on board with that one. Um, I cannot, I've read, I've heard this a lot and I've read this a lot. People are saying, oh, put Fabian back in the car. Put Fabian back in the car. Just don't forget, Fabian is contracted to WAU. Um, I don't think Fabian is going to give up the WAU drive to go back to the team that he was unceremoniously dumped from. 
So could be wrong. Stranger things have happened, Stevie J. I cannot imagine Fabian going back. I can't imagine it either. I mean, when you look at it, you Especially may get paid. After what Holsey did last year. Yeah, too. you may get paid the same amount of money to do a half a season in a car at the moment that they're building and or a mm. team that's building, mm. um, or you get paid the same sort of money to do one race at Bathurst with a car that is probably going to be one of the fastest cars and mm. definitely a top three car mm-hmm. uh, and probably your best chance to win Bathurst in your career. So mm-hmm. um, I know what I'd be doing in that situation. Yeah. Wouldn't happen. Uh, what so about, what look, so I, I don't, yeah, I don't think so. I think Zane Goddard's the guy. They had a test message at uh, text message. Hello. You said test message. Oh, they, I that really did, didn't half. I? How good am I going? And you know, folks, I didn't drink at dinner tonight. They had a test session, I should say, at Queensland Raceway the other day with no less than half a dozen drivers went through that car. And Brock Feeney. Um, including Brock Feeney, yeah. Um, Zane Goddard, uh, Cam Hill. So who Harry do, Jones. Harry Jones, who we've, you know, there was Who's, some talk uh, about McElroy. him getting a, a um, he's in cup car and talk about him getting a, a co-drive. Very hard because he doesn't have the super license points. But but I think Zane, who has been sitting on the sidelines, and this is where Gary may get may get actually a run here. Remember, he raced Super 2 for Tickford. I, I don't know how well that ended or badly. I, I just don't know. He but won the championship with him, didn't he? He absolutely did. And uh, that's where we get the nice Gary from because his uh, car ran across the windscreen banner. Nice work, Gary, or nice Gary, something like that. So... Uh, Zane could bounce out, who is contracted right now to co-drive at Tickford this year, he could bounce out and go to Premier and maybe you slot gas pedal back into Tickford. With cash. With Charlie Ash that he's saving because he's no longer paying to be at Premier. So, look, very difficult. Um, No one likes to see it. Be good to have Zane back. I think he's a kid that's, that's on the up. You know, could you get Jaden Ojeda in there, the juice who had his first run with um, with WAU over the weekend? Look, I think the decision is going to come in the next five to seven days. Because second run. We, second run? It was two. Because we have our we, – we go to Townsville. So they've got to come up with a decision, and I think we're going to know sooner rather than later, Nimsy boy. It'll be very, very interesting. It's a watch this space, uh, definitely, mm. because uh, it, like you guys have always mentioned, there is about a hell of a lot of people out there that want to be a supercar driver with their super licenses that are ready to go and be like, hey, look what I got. <laughs> and that a team owner would absolutely love. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's, it's a tough time. Look, we do uh, – hopefully we li- we'll like to see Gary Buck on the grid because let's face it, he's been so far a journeyman in his uh, full-time career. First at Kelly Racing, then at MSR, and then uh, then Team Sydney, now at Premier. And, uh, yeah. So well, I can get a super license. And can, well, can I just say something, though, Nimsy, also – if we're going to spend the next six months of this show and I can't, we can't roll out the nice Gary sound effect. Nice Gary! <laughs> I think I think that's a disappointment. Well, he'll be able to do something, so we can still roll it out. We we'll have to do so. Yeah, get a job, Gary. Come on, mate, so we can roll Nothing out the nice Gary. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll take a quick pause for the course because we do have to go through what went mm. down at the Darwin Triple Crown. We'll recap that next here on the driver's seat. We'd love to hear from you too. 0433 98 11 16 is our number. You're listening to the driver's seat. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter. Shaping and building Australia together. 
It's the driver's seat, and we do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. And make sure you download the all-new driver's seat app. It's got podcasts, interviews, news, and videos. It is a must for all motorsport fans. Uh, we're going to get to some of your text messages first. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> 0433 is the number if you'd like to get in touch. Uh, should we go through some of them, boys? Hey, boys, guess what? Ben is back oh. in Brisbane. G'day, Ben. Hello, Benny. Good to have awesome you back, to mate. have you back, Ben. Oh, nice work. Hey, evening, boys. Definitely as many positives as negatives in Darwin over the weekend. But the big thing for me was the theme of the guys actually getting in there and not getting afraid to have a go. Hat off to Jake Kostecki in the shootout and SVG in he thinks it was race three with Will Davo. If we see more of this this season, then next year should be a ripper. You know what, Ben? 100%. It was good, wasn't it? Like there was there was a couple of blokes over this weekend having a real dip, having a go, and uh, big swings, I think it was very big, big swings. Yeah. swings. Stevie J, you're the you're the the racing driver amongst us in this crowd just here. Um, what did you think? Did you was did you like what you saw from a few of the drivers? Yeah, I did. But it's a track that promotes that too. You know, it's nice and wide and. It's got a little bit of tyre deg. Um, there's good passing opportunities. And I, I know we're going back to Winton. Winton's about half the width of the joint. It's got totally different layout. It's very hard to pass if you're blocking up the inside. Whereas Darwin, if you're blocking up the inside, generally you can still find a way around, even though, you know, Anton struggled in the last race with Chaz up the front there. But, um, you know, it was good to see some guys having a go. You don't like to see what happened to Courtney uh, and so forth in race yeah. two. That was pretty yeah. horrible. That was weird. Um, still unsure of who that was that actually turned him off the off the circuit. So Side I'll have to ring my mate Pedro and find out because I'm sure he's got the in-car camera footage of it all. But, um, Might have been a former subway driver. Uh, I don't know if it was, but I'll have to find subway out. Well, Courtney didn't eat fresh, that's for sure. <laughs> he just ate tyres. He just ate tyres. <laughs> you you got to say, though, that Tickford team did a great job a pizza. turning that pizza car pie. around. Like, how good, he did. How good did the, the Tickford squad go to actually make him back on the race, the uh, the, the Arvo? Oh, no, oh, they went better than the Team of... 18 jo- team, didn't they? I think they're they still building a uh, Scott Pye's car at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should see the wry smile on Steve Johnson's face what? about that one. Um, oh, nothing short of a miracle, I, I think, when you looked at the state of that car, mm. Nimsy. I mean, you know, the, the car's... Uh, it was coming back on a truck. And... Oh, it was coming back on a truck, <laughs> and, you know, every panel on the thing had been kicked in, and uh, they were able to... The, the thing with these cars is there, there's a lot of bits that you can snap off and snap on, essentially. Um, uh, there's not a huge amount of infrastructure behind all the panels uh, in the sense of sheet metal and other bits and pieces. They just sort of for lack of a better term, you can you can get in there and you can rebuild them and that sort of stuff. But fabulous effort, particularly in the mind warping heat that was there during that uh, during that period of time. And um, yeah, I mean you have to give you you have to give the ups to the boys at Tickford, boys and girls at Tickford mm. for for actually putting that thing together. Uh, we got one uh, just talking about um, our, the the racing there because it didn't mm. seem like everyone uh, enjoyed the old uh, the thing we've, we. The, the racing that was going on because we've got a text in here. Uh, Hi, boys. I replied to you on Twitter about Hidden Valley. It should stay hidden off the calendar. Track too small and tight. No overtaking. It wasn't that good. Sure is not. Oh, you're, damn. You're not confusing Hidden Valley with Winton, are you, Dan? <laughs> See, the thing is, Dan, I hear what you're saying. But Dan! I... <laughs> Dan! 
Oh my god! Where did that Sir. one come from? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dan, I, no, I, mate, I, I very rarely disagree with our very, very educated listener base, but Dan, I, I got to say, I disagree, mate. I thought there was the end of the straight and into the valley and into the right hander, Stevie J, which is what turn four or five, four or five before you turn in the right yep, hander. Right hander. I actually yep. thought there was plenty of passing going on. Yeah, there. I think what Dan's talking about though is up the very front. Yeah. You know, like even on Saturday when SVG had three tyres compared to Will and Anton's two tyres, mm. um, you know, Shane got to the back. Although Shane did pass. Shane passed. He was P6 or P7. Yeah. And he passed all the way back to P3. Having said that, I think everybody's – it's like someone passed wind in the house and they just opened the front door to let it out. <laughs> like that's about how fast Shane went past everybody. You know, everybody just opened the door and away he went. Yeah. But as soon as he got to the back of Will Davo, who then started to defend, um, he couldn't pass. Yeah. Yep. You know, so I think that's um, that's what um, Dan's talking about. You know, it, it, if you really wanted to make it hard and you could hold them back for a lap or two behind you, it would overheat their tyres, cook their tyres, and, and pretty much that was it. So yep. I understand where he's coming from a bit. But if you look back from probably the top five, yep. good racing. there was some pretty good racing yeah, back there. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's too important for up there. Um uh, you know, Chaz did yeah, all his passing in the pits on Sunday afternoon. <laughs> we get that. Um, you know, it was the strategy thing. No one saw it coming. No one covered Chaz because they didn't think that it's gonna it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and he caught him by surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also got to mention one of the big takeaways too is uh, Red Bull and Paul Racing lost their lead in the team's championship. Uh, DJR Shell V Power Racing Team uh, jumped to first uh, with a slender 14-point lead over Triple mm. uh, Eight, which is handy considering the fact that Triple uh, Eight are very, very, very good when it comes to Townsville, which is up next. They are. Yeah, no, they are. But I, I, I love it that they're... The season I want to see is teams and drivers swapping championship leads in both teams and you know and drivers' championship often. So I'm happy about that. Hey, uh, Big G, evening, gents. Great result for DJR. Yes, I truly believe that as well. Um, I like Jess. Uh, I like Jess Yates as the face of Fox Sports. So oh, does Fox. Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even say it. I, I like the Jess Yates as the face of Fox Motorsports, but I'm a god. If I heard her say one more time how much effort all the teams have put into the liveries for Indigenous round, I was going to smash the TV. Oh, geez, Big G, that's aggressive. Um, unfortunately, she was trying to insult my intelligence just like Scaife. The effort from Tickford and Erebus was at best uh, P155 poor. Mm. Um, Big G, let me say to you that... Uh, Tick, Tickford did have a, a pretty good delivery for Thomas Randall's car. I will say that. Did they? Yeah. Okay. The BP Ultimate Didn't, car did look good. They had a bit did, of a snake they had, yeah. slithering through the tradey thing. Uh, they had a little bit of a thing on the front of Cam's car, not much. But what I liked, actually, the Grove side of things, uh, was it Grove's or? Pen, Penrite did a, Penrite did a Sorry. really good job. Pe- yeah, and uh, Penrite did a great job too. But I'm not sure if it was um, Tickford or if it was Grove's that actually – was gross. That donated. No, that was Erebus. As Erebus, well. sorry. Yeah. yeah. So, which yeah, I thought yeah. was good, rather than you know they did some good liveries, but yeah. then what they s- didn't spend on the livery, which, yeah. which they could have, they donated yeah. to a to a uh, to an indigenous uh, cause, yeah. which yeah, I think I was super. So, so Big G, let me say that on a lot of those points, I perhaps agree with you, um, but when it comes to Jess Yates, she's not going anywhere, and I will have a petition in the. 
audience if it looks like she might be. Oh, so, boy. Oh, yeah. Love me a bit of the Jess Yates. So, uh, Jess, who's, I think, off to Amsterdam to do um, MotoGP at the moment. Love Jess. She's, she's not, not as good anywhere. as Mrs. Mack, but she's a close She's second. nowhere near as good as Mrs. Mack. Yep. But um, I, but in when it comes to TV, I'll take Miss Yates, Mrs. Yates, Miss Yates, any day of the week. Very good. Uh, that's some Cadell Evans like backpedaling there from uh, one yeah. Emma McKeldin here on the drive. Did you hear that hole being dug, Dimsey? <laughs> oh my stars! Oh, hey, Mrs. Mac knows my. I, my I, I'm a fan of of Jess. She knows. There's no secrets in my marriage. Hall don't pass? you worry. Uh, no hall pass. <laughs> no hall pass. No here. No hall pass. No hall pass here. No, no, no. That would not end. Well. Back it up, maybe. Back it up. <laughs> Well, Matty, you're clear. Put it, put it this way: if you if if I've done the you'll know you'll know that if I've done the wrong thing because I'll be in a super truck, I'll be in a jumpy truck because uh, Mrs. Mack will have no say in it. She will have thrown me out, and I'm going into the car. Um, so uh, yeah. Before we take a quick break, uh, one off the te- uh, temper text. Sorry, boys, I was drinking a bit on the weekend. It may have been a bit harsh. More leader biased was my issue, says Dan. Don't yep, apologise, yep. Dan. We enjoy yeah, mate. every bit of feedback, left, right and centre, good, bad. That's why we have the show. So, uh, Do you know who else was having a few drinks on the weekend, Dan? Steve Johnson. <laughs> oh, yeah. Stevie oh, boy. was... <laughs> I had a couple of little quiet ones. Steve I was, was very well behaved. You were, oh, you were brilliantly behaved, but you are thirsty on the weekend, mate. Let me. Uh, well, it was very hot. <laughs> well done, Stephen. Like Stay he's hydrated. Squinting his, uh, he's squinting, squinting his eyes here, going, "Really? Was it? Yes, mate. You were. You were um, we'll take a quick pause for the cause because hopefully <laughs> you boys had enough. Uh, Time to recover and stay hydrated up there to get some power rankings. Because we'll do that next, right here on the driver's seat. Thanks to Kubota, for over 40 years we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia together. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia together. Welcome back to the driver's seat. As always, we do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia together. Right now, it is time for our power rankings. Where have I put the button? Well, that's awkward. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Where have I put the button? Where is it? Oh, boy. Did you check check under the desk for the button? Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. It's uh, Mm. Mm. a... Charter boat? What charter boat? (laughs) (laughs) Should we just roll on while you you, uh, quickly run around? No, no, no. We're going to do this properly. Here we go. This is the driver's seat power rankings. Oh, we do that. <laughs> so the power <laughs> rankings is basically the Brownlow medal or our Dally M count. Uh, both Matt and Steve will allocate a 3-2-1 vote to the drivers they think performed well over the race weekend. The current uh, rankings before the Darwin Triple Crown. Uh, P1 is Shane Van Gisbergen on 19 votes. P2 is David Reynolds on seven votes. Um, uh, six votes in P3 is Will Davison and Cameron Waters. Five votes, Chaz Most and James Courtney. Four votes to Todd Hazelwood. Two votes to Brock Feeney, Lee Holdsworth, and Gary Jacobson. Listen to that roar for Gary Lyle. And one <laughs> for Brody Kostecki and Tim Slade. <laughs> Who's first? Oh, that's so good. Here you go, Matty. Okay, can I, can I throw, I want to throw a curveball into this week's power ranking, Stevie J and Nimsy boy. Mm-hmm. I want to vote, and you can tell me to bugger off, but I want to vote this power rankings based on livery. Mm-hmm. On Indigenous, it was the Indigenous round. Huge amounts of work gone into liveries by uh, Indigenous artists. 
And I just think, why not? Because some teams went far deeper into the concept than others. Mm. DJR uh, actually started all this last year. They did. Mm. Oh, they did. And so I, what do you reckon, boys? You you okay with that if we did Indigenous liveries? It might be a way to close down on Triple Eight. I'd be, in, uh, the, in the ranking, in the leader rankings anyway. <laughs> so what do you reckon, Steve? You happy well, with that? Well, I've just done my research on actual performances, but what do you reckon, Nimsy? Oh look, we'll, uh, we'll you do your you do your three, Maddie, and you do your three on performance, Stevie. Because oh, <laughs> if we're on performances, mine aren't getting three, two, ones. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go on liveries. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go on liveries. I'm going to give oh, one nice. point to DJR. Yep. Uh, and just so folks know, it's about forty grand per team to do this. Mm. Design it. Got to rip off the other livery. Uh, you got to design it. Put a new livery. Actually, on, my dad told you that, didn't he? he how did. much it cost? He did. He did. It was about 40, a lot of hours, and you got to remember, hours. it's not just the cars; it's all the spares, the spare front bumpers, the spare doors, the spare guards, the spare quarter helmets, panels, suits, helmets, suits, the whole lot, merchandise. Like it's yeah, crazy, all that kind of stuff. So it's a big, big investment. So well done to the teams that really took it in in the spirit that it was intended. So I'm going to give one point to DJR. I'm going to give two points. So who do you give that to DJR? Are they just going to be on the on the power rankings as DJR one point? I'd say Anton since he got the race win. Right, okay. let's do that to yep. Anton. Okay. That's where the performance ends. Correct. Uh, because there's an old saying in motorsport, if you aren't going to win, look good losing. So I'm going to give two points to... <laughs> I know where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give two points to Chris Pither and the Coca-Cola car. Mm-hmm. That looked good, that car. Looked, I mean, genuinely. All, and his suit looked good too. Suit, helmet, um, That suit car. was made and, and somebody actually... Got on the plane and mm. flew it out here because from to London, make, from London, so it could be here in time. Yes, so great effort for that. That yep. needs to be reported. Uh, that needs to be rewarded. So I'm going to give Coca-Cola, Chris good looking car, Coca-Cola. Oh, I was actually points. a Coke, no sugar car. It was, uh, and three points, and it may be the last time we play this <laughs> this sound effect. I'm going to give three points to the subway car. Nice, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, voted publicly also as the uh, as the best livery. Um, very very Australian car that one. Green and if gold. You, green and gold. Absolutely. Indigenous livery, just yeah. super. Yeah, yeah. Gaz's helmet looked good too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, looks so, super. I thought Premier did a sensational job with yep. their cars, uh, and uh, so I'm going to give them my three and two, and DJ out my one. Like okay. nothing for the old Garrity. Nah, sorry, Garrity. <laughs> Nothing, brother. Uh, what about you, Stevie? Your three, two, one. All right. Well, I'm going to give three points. I'm going to give three points to Will Davo mm-hmm. this week because Ooh. yes, he didn't win a race, um, but and I think that almost you know his qualifying performance. You know, he beat his own track record twice on the weekend. Mm, he did. Um, super effort and really. He just and normally he gets cracking starts, so I don't know whether he gets nervous on pole, but um, that's really the only thing that beat him this mm. weekend was his. And they weren't crap starts because he was always into turn one, second spot, right? Mm-hmm. He was just all he needed to do was equal the start um, from the guy next to him, mm-hmm. and he was a good chance of winning the race. So mm-hmm. uh, that's a the only downside to it, but I think all weekend, I mean, you got to admit, he was the benchmark all weekend. Absolutely. You know, he, was, yep. he, he got fast slap in the last last race. He was on pole two out of three times. He, so he was first, first, and third in the three races. 
uh, did a great job. I'm going to give two points to Andre Heimgartner. Wow. Andre Heimgartner, I think, did a he's been doing some great work super job. He yep. He qualified up the front. He was up the front all weekend. He finished P four, P nine, P five in the three races. Mm-hmm. Had pace all weekend. Um, and I think Andre is just doing a really good job there. Driving the car very good as well and also giving BJR some sensational feedback on what they need to do and direction they need to go in the cars. Mm-hmm. So uh, good job with him. And I'm going to give one point to Chaz Mostert because Chazzy. going from the start of the weekend when it was absolutely shite mm-hmm. with uh, mistakes and penalties oh, and yes. teams penalties oh, and yes. fans in the front when they shouldn't be and yeah. a slow car and cars going nowhere and, 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 and uh, Still, then he wins the last race. Still got the big trophy. Exactly right. Yeah, nice work. He gets the old didgeridoo-dah. Indeed. <laughs> for, his, uh, for his trophy cabinet. Wow. Right. Okay. Yeah, so, no, so but I, but totally honestly, you got to think, that team was, they must have been down, down, and down through mm. the weekend. They were having terrible results, terrible luck, a lot of issues off track as well and, and fundamental issues with the rule book. Hey, Nancy. And he ends up. Taking home the big trophy. So good on them for turning it around. Thank you for dropping the music there because I am going to add one more special mention. Hmm. And that is the pilot of the F-35 Lightning that did the uh, flyover. Because I'm not a nervous person, but I cannot tell you when that thing flew over, I fair dinkum nearly number two'd myself. <laughs> uh, that the, it sent Neil Crompton apoplectic on the grid. Uh, first time we've seen one publicly, and it was absolutely sensational. Michael texted in and said that it was uh, pretty good too. And I've got to tell you, yep. Michael, that sound is distinctly different from an F-18 Hornet. It is a whole lot louder. And old mate in that jet flew it a whole lot lower, and it was one of the most spectacular things I've seen in the air for around a supercar race for a very, very long time. The F-35 Lightning. There was a lot of there was a lot of people in our in our corporate box, oh, in the yeah. Kubota corporate box, that mm. were uh, shocked to hear it go past initially, <laughs> including me. Yep. <laughs> and there might have been a, a little bit of late runners to the old uh, oh, yeah. establishment, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> to clean themselves up. <laughs> but oh, there, but after they. They witnessed this thing in awe for a few minutes going back and forward over our head. Yeah. A lot of them were yelling, please go to the other side of the world and sort that out as well. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, 100%. Weren't they? Because I've got to tell you, if you're in a little field with your 55-year-old Kalishnikov rifle rifle, (laughs) thinking you're the grousest bit of kid on the land (laughs) and old mate rolls up with a lightning... You better run. What an impressive <laughs> bit of machinery. Oh, what a bit of kit. Wow. Sensational. All right. We're getting very sidetracked here, so we're going to take Sorry, a quick boys. pause for the cause. Back with more of the driver's seat right after this. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. This is the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together we are shaping and building Australia. In fact, we've been doing it for over 40 years. Uh, text in 0433 98 11 16. Keep your text messages coming in. Thank you very much, Frank. Who was Fuck- that, Nimsy? Uh, that's Frank and Fakatani, I believe. Oh, uh, oh, across the Dutch. I've got to tell you, I, uh, I listened to that. Uh, what the show last week when we first were introduced to Frank, 
and uh, I genuinely laughed <laughs> at myself <laughs> with Frank. <laughs> I thought maybe that was a little close to the knuckle, uh, but no. <laughs> the knuckle. We're all good. Some good self-360 feedback Frank. there from old Matt McKeldin. Uh, let's get mm. to our text <laughs> messages here. Uh, so we've got plenty coming in thick and fast mm. on the old mm. temper text. Uh, do you want to go through them, Stevie? Yeah, absolutely. Here, what do we got? We got Brad from Quakers Hill. G'day, guys. What are your current thoughts on the NASCAR season and the new next gen so far? What do you think, Maddie? I think it's it's been really good racing, and yeah. especially uh, well, was it? I used to call it Sears Point, but it's, it's uh, what's it called now, Maddie? You should know. Come mm. on, you're the doyen of Sears. motorsport. Well, uh, I, I, you'll, I'll know when you say it. <laughs> anyway, the last the, the you, last weekend's road course that they were uh, that they were racing on, good close racing. Uh, I think that um, they've done a super job bringing those cars to a point where they're in um, this day and age. Sonoma, Sonoma, that's there it. <laughs> Sonoma. Did you, did you see how they're using that uh, that that um, the Gen Two Mustang to train a couple of Penske drivers, like to give them a couple of uh, see those those pictures on the sloop. Yep, yep, yep. That's a that's a sort of an X supercar, but it's it, it's got half the stuff that mm. runs in a supercar is not in that car anymore anyway. So, uh, but I just think they've done a super job with that. You know, they've got a five speed sequential gearbox in them now. They've got mm-hmm. a little bit more stuff that's relevant for today's um, technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that single um, single nuts on the wheels, single nuts on the wheels. No longer the five. Look, I, I think the racing has been very good. I, um, I think there's been... They sound good. They sound good. They look good. They're more relevant to road car type stuff, which is what we're all racing series mm-hmm. are trying to do at the moment. Mm-hmm. And I like the fact they haven't been as reliable as perhaps they are usually because it's, it's thrown up some different scenarios. The, the thing that seems to me is they still seem to be having a bit of trouble with that single lock nut on mm-hmm. the wheels. Uh, uh, we've seen more wheels come off cars this year. There's no doubt mm-hmm. about that. More rear under trays been getting bashed off and, and, and all that kind of stuff. So I think they're harder to drive from what I can tell, Stevie J. And I think that a, a, a race car that's hard to drive is bloody good for us viewers. Absolutely. And that's what I like. Yep, that's I what agree. I like. So I think it's been pretty good. I think it's been pretty good on that one. Uh, what else we got here? Here's one from Dan. Uh, what's the go with Will Davison's race pace? It seems very inconsistent. Anton always looks to have him in races for speed. We actually were talking about this uh, off air, Stevie. Yeah, we were. Um I don't think he was uh, his race pace was was bad at um, in Darwin at all. I think I think he actually had the race pace. He was right there. He just didn't make the starts. He had terrible starts. He was always, you know, after he he muffed the start in race one and Anton got in front. Um, he was right on his bumper bar at the end of the race. You know, he was he was the same again. Basically, he was right on Anton's bumper bar in, in race three um, and lost a, a little bit of time in the pits, but. I thought his race pace was quite good. He set the fastest lap in the last race as well. And can I say, you and I were down in the DJR pits when he got pole, and I just sat there listening to you two debrief about the lap. The if you think were you, that, were you listening? I was. Oh. I was listening. And I think if you're sitting at home and you think these things are easy to drive and these drivers aren't the most analytical beasts you've ever met, um, come down one day and listen to how a race driver genuinely describes what they've just gone through. I was, obviously I have an interest in it. I was sitting just back, just back sitting listening. The unbelievable detail that he was able to talk to you about, which you understood, which is the sort of detail you would have done. I was quite blown away. 
you know, you talk to me about a corner, I go, oh, it's a bit understeery on entry and maybe a bit oversteery on exit. He's talking about there was a bump there. You just got to release the pressure a bit there and open the steering wheel 10 degrees there and do this and do that. The, the technical debrief that he just gave to you as a mate blew me away. Just blew me away. And, uh, and also, we're not talking about, you know, one or two tenths. Oh, yeah, I've, you know, I need to gain two or three tenths and I'll be good. They're talking hundredths now. Absolutely. Oh, just, you know, if I could do that, if I could just hold that yeah. brake pressure. Yes, that's what you know, it was. He said he's got to hold that brake pressure. Oh, there's I can probably just hold that brake pressure, you know, like, you know, 10 or 12% a bit more on the entry. I'll be able to make it look, you know, you know, rotate two hundredths up there and I'll be able to do this there. And Unbel- it was yeah. just absolutely unbelievable. So uh, yeah, um, very good for that. Um, uh, a text, <laughs> a text here. It was so good and a surprise that SVG finally got pinged for a driving in penalty infringement penalty. Finally in capitals <laughs> for number nine, nine, five. Yes. Oh, look, I, I don't think Beardo's plays favourites with anyone. No. Um, but, yes, I'm, I'm sure the Triple Eight uh, haters of the world were happy to see SVG cop a penalty. Oh, they, hey, they and Big would've... G, Big G, sorry to interrupt, Nimsy, I know you got to go. Big G, I did not misunderstand you. I know you do not want to see Jess off. And my only hope now is that, uh, that we now that we have revealed to each other that we both have the same... Uh, uh, feelings about her that I don't appear in your dreams. Matt, yeah. That's very <laughs> Matt, that, that would be really awkward, Big Matt, G. Maddie wants to give J- Jess a Reynolds. That's what you want to give her, don't you? A Reynolds? Yeah. What's a Reynolds? A 10-year contract. <laughs> <laughs> a 10-year contract. No, nah, she's got two little kids. I don't want to go there again. You've been like a Venus flytrap for uh, nuffers today. Yeah. <laughs> does, <laughs> does seem that way today. Given, um, given some of the... Uh, and folks, just so you understand... Uh, we're not the front bar. We're not talking about Jordan Dugowie or any other stuff that's going on AFL. So you can stop sending us rave. And we're going to take a quick pause for the course. Back with more right after this. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. It's the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. I always say uh, if you want to get in touch with us around the clock, you can do so by going to our social media at Driver's Seat Show on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter, which is what Jason Abercrombie on our Facebook page has done. He's actually based in the UK and um, he actually pointed me in the direction of this because speculation about driver moves has begun already. And Barry Ryan from Erebus has spoken out against moves to poach his team's talent because uh, Will Brown and Brody Kostecki are out of contract at the end of season and open to offers from bigger teams. Now, the rumour in innuendo is that Dick Johnson Racing is looking to replace Will Davison with Will Brown. Now, here's what Barry Ryan had to say on the uh, Parked Up podcast. This is what he said to Grant Rowley when he was asked about it. My honest opinion is have some balls and do it yourself. Get some young guys in the sport and create your own path, not use our path. Like, you know, getting, Anton getting posts sort of pissed me off because he wouldn't have been in the sport without us. That's my honest opinion. Will and Brody wouldn't have been in the sport probably now without us. So, you know, just find your own Oh, well, (laughs) tell us what you really think. (laughs) I reckon, Nimsy, if you sit down and cut that up, there's about five different sound bites. Oh, boy, indeed. It's about five different sound bites in that. Um, Don't cut me uh, off, mate. I think I, I wholeheartedly disagree with Barry. 
I just... You know, the funny thing is, I've never heard Gary Rogers say anything like that. Nope. And he is probably, as you would put it, the, the doyen <laughs> of young driving I talent. I totally agree. I totally Jamie agree. Jamie Winkup's, Scott McLaughlin, Garth Tander, Bagwana. Steve Johnson, maybe. Mm. <laughs> Steve Johnson should have been. Uh, uh, Bargwana, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, Steve, Steve Johnson getting amongst it. <laughs> exactly. So... Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm sorry, Baz, big bad Baz. I do not agree with you in the slightest. I, I have always had a view, whether it be in racing or or any other part of my business. You cannot, you cannot snipe a happy driver and or a happy sponsor. If your driver is just stupidly happy where they are, if you are providing them with the car and the culture of uh, and, and keeping them happy then they will always go, mate. I'm talking about any team here. Any team, I don't. But we can talk about, we could, you know, like, I mean, there's there's well, many, many drivers oh, that have left many teams because... Well, let's look at um, look at James happy. Courtney with uh, Team Sydney. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, you know, that lasted but, one and, round. <laughs> and but, but here's the thing. They're out of contract. Hmm. They're out of contract. So you cannot, you cannot, in a sport, in, in sporting environment... Um, footballers are coming out of contract, talk to other footballers. I mean, if you go to the NFL in the States, you could bowl out of a team halfway through and just lace up and throw the helmet on the next week for another team. You can't really do that in supercars. I mean, if your guys are coming out of contract, mate, if they're super happy, they'll re-sign. If you're going to pay them enough, they'll re-sign. They'll re-sign! Barry Bozo Barry. just said it. <laughs> Barry knows. <laughs> Bazza Bozo knows. <laughs> they will re-sign. So I... I get his frustration. Like, there's going to be frustration. We bring him in and you guys poach him. But that's how you've positioned yourself, mate. If you want to go the reverse, if you don't like that happening, go and get some experienced drivers and put them in your team and then don't cut up rough when the junior burgers want to go to the new team. So, uh, yeah, I love you, Baz, but I'm not sure I agree with you on that one. What really about, what know. about you know, Brody Kostecki's tainted to be going or wanting to go mm. and do some NASCAR stuff. What happens then? Is he going to... You're going to hold him back? Get well, the poos on because, you know, he's going to go and do NASCAR? Did DJR or? crack the, the, the Scheisenhausens when Scotty Mack went over to IndyCar? Um, uh, you know, I think Ross Stone, if you listen to his podcast with our great mate Greg Russes, I don't, you know, I, he had another year on his contract with us, but I know he wanted to go and do NASCAR, mm. so I let him go. What but about the, all those people that, like, you know, do, like, because all these guys just, at the end of the day, want to win a championship. And you'd be pretty silly as a driver with a limited shelf life because you can't do this um, unless you're John Bow, that is. You can't do it until you're, you know, 200. 72. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, it's, it'd be stupid if you are Will or Brody. Oh, and you have a chance to go to a championship winning team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, it, it'd be like someone, to put it in footy terms, if you were at the Gold Coast Titans and the Penrith Panthers were chasing you down, would you mm. be like, nah, nah, I'll stay yeah. here. It'd be yeah. all good. And you know what, Nimsy? The thing is, some people are. Some people want to be one club players. Some Correct, people yeah. want to be one team drivers. But the reality is, super short window um, in this. And if they're happy and they know it, they won't leave. <laughs> if you pay them enough, they won't leave. So but in the end, I don't even think it's, a, it's not right. even about payment. It's not like Triple Eight or DJR are paying anyone any more than yeah. some of the other, yeah. you know, solid teams yeah. out there. I think it's just not happening. It's it's look at, I mean, 
Do you Brad reckon says Stevie, that, and he gets he gets about Anton. He's, he talk, he talk sorry, Nims. He talks about Anton and says that pissed him off, etc., etc. Right? Mm. That he left. Yeah, we brought him into that, the sport. That DJR poached him. Well, no, DJR don't talk. And I know this for a fact. And I know the ethics that my dad has. Yeah. He will not even consider talking to a driver if he's under contract. Correct. Right. He he won't even if the contract says that this driver in twenty twenty two is out of contract. At the end of 2022, but he can't talk to anyone until September the 1st. Mm. Won't talk to him until September talk, the 1st. Talk, he won't even field no. their phone calls. So, so I, I, I just there's part of me that that's a little bit of sour grapes. You know, but I think you, know, you look at Anton now. I mean, do you think he's made the right decision? Mm. You know what I mean? In moving? Oh, yeah. You, you know what I mean? Results. Has he had more success, more results? Yeah. Well, he has, you know. And my question, my question is if CDJ, Erebus were doing the same thing, they're, they're super sometimes. Yeah. And have a win here and there, yeah. but they're not consistently good. And a bit like BJR, they can be super fast and, you know, win race or qualify mm. on the front row or whatever it might be like last year at Townsville. Mm. Um, but they just haven't got the consistency year in, year out. And it's always, sorry, um, Red Bull Empire Racing, yeah. G, uh, Shell V Power Racing. Mm. One, two in the team's championship. And I just think um, culture within a team is a massive thing. And um, I think the culture potentially at Erebus is vastly different to the culture at DJR. And we're not and saying it's bad. We're just not saying, saying it's bad. It's I'm different. saying it's very different. different and yeah. that's going to suit different personalities. And um, I, I just... Yeah, Actually, I, a, a great example, know. Matty, would be look at Grove Racing right now. Mm-hmm. Compared to Grove Ra- Kelly Grove Racing twelve months ago, yeah. yep. like big it's culture difference, a big culture difference, and that's not to yep. say that the Kellys were um were you know bringing them down or anything. It's just that no. you you have a change of environment that literally mm. can happen within the same workshop, same yeah. drivers, same cars. So we're not comparing teams. And, yeah, it literally can happen overnight. Correct. It can, and you know what? Um, you run your business how you want to run your business. That's that's fine. But I just. Um, yeah, I, I I don't I don't necessarily agree with some of the things that Barry said, but I think he's got some challenges yep. in holding them. Um, quickly, we've had a, a, a couple of text boys um, got another question about the Coca Cola Pitha uh, no sugar livery. Um, would we like to see it on the actual product? I think they'd be crazy not to. Bradley from Quakers Hill. Hey, guess what, Brad? I think they did about mm, three or four hundred cans or bottles. Up there with the indigenous livery on it, they went all out on the weekend, cool. and it would look very, very cool. So uh, who knows what we'll see uh, in that one? Hey, just quickly, just going quickly back to to Baz's comments about poaching. Mm. How would you feel, Baz, if your driver that, that just won the championship got poached to HRT <laughs> the following year, as AK James <laughs> Courtney did from DJR? Totally. You know, I mean. It's is what it is. Happens. Welcome to our sport. It is what it is. It's Just part of our industry. To play devil's advocate here, I'm going to give, uh, because that is literally the grab that was put on the Parked Up podcast. I'm not going to say yep. that Grant Rowley's going to have done you know, anything untoward. But no. as we know with Barry Ryan, because he's a fan of the show, he does listen to us. He does. Um, and he has been on the show. When he's not watching Married at First Sight. <laughs> True. But like, it is very <laughs> easy to take things out of context. And yes. we know that that Barry does wear his heart in his sleeve. So um, I'm sure sure if we got Baz on the show and had a chat with him, uh, he'd be able to clarify himself a little bit uh, more eloquently than... We'd love to get you on. ...than at a racetrack with someone with a journo sticking a phone in your gob. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, Siv, who we've not had on the show before, has sent us a text message. Siv, welcome. Um, Hi, boys. Is there any chance to the future of SEN broadcasting the big motor races 
on radio, such as the Bathurst 1000 and Formula One from overseas. The races would sound great, particularly for those of us who might listen online through good quality speakers. Siv, it gets talked about every single year. Stevie J and I line up for it, put our hands up for it. We'd absolutely love to do it. But there's big commercial ramifications on that sort of stuff. And, and uh, I don't think we're necessarily in – There's we're, no one's in a position to do it. There's no cash here. Here, there's no cash, all right? Cash, no. Robbo? No, no cash. cash. <laughs> That's what it all comes down to, unfortunately, Sif. Yes, indeed. <laughs> exactly. And uh, Dan, how could these young gun drivers not take a drive at the best teams? Team sack drivers for poor, for poor, poor for performance. So can't it work? It's the wall for Matt McKeldin. Must be after 9.30. You need an injector cleaner. No, I don't. I did. I locked up there for a second. So can't have it both ways when you're an underperformed team. Dan, that is almost the text of the night, my friend. It is. That is the text of the night. Well done. That's a ripper. 100% correct. We'll do our best to try to get Barry on the show because he he is quite open with stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. You'll just need to jump on the swear button that you've got there, Nimsy, the, (laughs) the former David Reynolds button. Oh, the old, uh, the old. So far, only Matt Stone's the only one that's need to use it, which is yes. And he was very embarrassed about that because he did drop an f bomb during our uh, our interview. And when we saw him on the weekend, he went, "Oh yeah, I forgot we were alive on the radio, that's boys." All right. Sorry, that's all right, Matty. I looked after you. I looked after you, mate. Um, we'll take yeah, a quick yeah. pause for the cause. We'll talk a little bit of Formula One in just a moment, both local and abroad. Uh, back with more on the driver's seat right after this. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. We've had a couple of uh, people text in on uh, the temper text, 0433 98 11 16, because they want to talk about this. Yes, the Canadian Grand Prix was is. this weekend. <laughs> and uh, our first cab off the rank was uh, texted about it, so... and. Obviously, the stuff that's happened with Gary Jacobson took a bit of precedence. So we'll mm. finally get to it. The Canadian Grand Prix wrap-up. Uh, Max Verstappen um, held off Carlos Sainz to win his sixth race of the season when he took out the Canadian GP. It's his first win in Canada. So uh, well done, Maxi. In Canada. In Canada. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, well done. Uh, I'll start off. Oh, it was a boring race. We know that. It was a boring race. Mm. The, the highlight was really Fernando Alonso. In the wet, getting P2 Qualifying. on the grid. Yep. Quali- hit the wall. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Good on you, Max. Mm. Uh, and we're actually watching a replay on Fox Sports as we sit here. Um, everything off track at the moment, Steve J seems to be the talking point about Formula One and nothing on track. Mm. All seems to be politics. Uh, our good mate Flipper um, and the porpoising issue. Did you uh, Actually, did you see George Russell's tweet? No. I don't know if it came from him or it came from his uh, trainer, yeah. but it was actually quite funny. You see George there um, warming up before the race or something like that, and he's holding something, and he's in his race suit, you know, which is not fully on. It's, mm-hmm. He's got his, his undershirt and stuff on, mm-hmm. and he's jumping up and down with his feet together, really, like, really, <laughs> you know, as high as he can go, mm-hmm. obviously stretching up in that. And then uh, and then they, he came forward with the with the camera, and then George just sort of rolled his head around and, like limit his neck up mm. and he looks at the camera and goes, just getting ready for the porpoising. <laughs> <laughs> it was cracker. It was something that you look at it and go, oh, wow, that's so cool. He's getting ready for the porpoising. <laughs> so lots lots going on in Canada with the porpoising. Um, the, um, there is a lot of 
off-track discussion mm. with Toto Wolf and, uh, and... Oh, it's getting spicy again, isn't it? It's getting very spicy again. The kids have taken off the gloves and they're having a crack at each other. Red Bull think that uh, the fix, the FIA fix for the porpoising was uh, leaked to Mercedes-Benz so they could try and get it done before this weekend um, and before the other cars were, were uh, informed of what the fix may be. The porpoising was definitely better. There is no doubt about that with uh, Lewis. In fact, finished P3 with Georgie Russell in uh, in P4. So, you know, look, I, I, there's a lot of politics going on there. It wasn't a fabulous race, to be quite frank. I thought it was a pretty boring race from what I could see. Um, Carlos gave it everything but just didn't have the pace to get up to Maxi. Lewis was pretty well all on his own. And seven seconds back, odd was Georgie Russell. Charles Leclerc still didn't have... A great race. It was. Well, he started from the back, though. <coughs> started to P five. Yeah, but to P five. Yeah, but I would have thought, you know, like we've seen Lewis in the past get up to start from the back and mm. win the damn thing. So, you know, for, for Charles, it wasn't fantastic. Um, it was good to see, and I know this is pretty scrappy, but it's good to see Dan ahead of Lando again. Dan finishing in eleventh, <laughs> still, still, still outside out of the, the points. points. And like we got a we got a text about that um, from Dan again. Boys, not much word from not McLaren. Dan Ricardo. Not Dan Ricardo. Not Dan Ricardo. Yeah, let me just <laughs> <laughs> let me clarify. Not <laughs> oh, there he is. Flipper. Hey, Flipper. Um, uh, not much on the word from a word from McLaren in the past two GPs when Dan Rick has finished ahead of Lando. Lando getting a taste of what Dan Rick has dealt with all year. Car reliability issues and finishing back in the pack. Dan, you're 100% right. So I just think they're lost. They've lost their way. Um, Gabe's. Hey, well done. Yeah. You said it right. Thank you. Thank well you, done, mate. See, I've been trying that all week. Uh, <laughs> Gabe's and Hamilton on the podium with no jewellery. Oh. Now, Gabe's good eyes because I didn't see that. I didn't. In fact, I didn't even make it to the podium. But <laughs> no jewellery, no dripping in gold and diamonds hmm. for the Lewis. Interesting. No cow nose ring or yeah, because he said Albert. he said you'd have to. Hey, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about the Prince Albert, mate. I... <laughs> <laughs> well, you not allowed think, it. Didn't think you were going to see that on the podium. You're not allowed it. Right. Yeah, exactly. You saw that on the podium. <laughs> yeah. It was very different. Well, podium. Something Renee Gracie would look at <laughs> <Yeah>. anyway. <laughs> Dear, oh, dear. So, uh, yeah, not bad. Not a bad Grand Prix. Not a great Grand Prix. It was Lewis no... looked happy, though. Like, yeah, he, he looked actually yeah. stoked. I mean. Well, his brain wasn't trying to leak out of his ears for a start. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, was that just, you know, it would, it would have been extremely uncomfortable, but mm. it, it's the same for him. We spoke, we spoke about that last week, him yeah. and George and yeah. Carlos and uh, Charles. You know, they've all had issues with it, but mm. um, with the porpoising. But, yeah, it was you know good to see him actually. <laughs> He's got no issues with it. Do you it. know what it wasn't? Wasn't an IndyCar race. No. It? Not as good as no. that. Imagine IndyCar around Canada. Absolutely. Easy. That'd I could easily super. do that. Oh, yeah. That'd be mint. But anyway, no IndyCar <laughs> race. So we'll go on to the next Grand Prix, which is Silverstone. Obviously, lots of talk in Silverstone about Nicky Latifi. Will it be his last race? Will Oscar Piastri get a run in there? Otmar Snaffhauser or whatever his name is, the head of... Uh, Otmar Snuffleupagus. <laughs> <laughs> said that uh, gave us the best indication so far that uh, we would see Oscar in an F1 car soon. Um, one more too. This is just, uh, this is fresh off the text. Mm. Fresh off the text. Um, uh, this is from Billy. Evening, guys. Great show and laughing constantly. Can I just ask why Australia doesn't produce 
nor F1, uh, more, more F1 drivers more regularly, or mm-hmm. is there not that much interest in the sport here? Thanks. No, there is. There it, is. But it's mainly it's the... Just... Isn't it? Correct. It is. And and you got to think about here, there's no... I mean, we, we've got S5000, obviously, Formula 3, but it's not big enough here... For the moment. For the moment. Yeah, for the moment. As in, you've got F5000 here for the moment. <laughs> for the moment. Yeah. Um, you know, they really need to, and, and to, to, you really need to cut your teeth here in Formula Ford and then POQ overseas mm. and start doing Formula Renault, Formula 3. When you're about 14. When you're about 14 mm. and you need to take, you know, a million euros to start and then the the, the euros goes up exponentially <laughs> every euros? year. Euros? Lamb? Is that your lamb? The Euros? Or the Euros? Uh, hey, you like Billy. chips with your Euros? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, if you're talking churros, Maddie had a few of them on the weekend up oh, in Darwin. Oh, Mindel Market. <laughs> Chocolate dip churros. It was pretty flash. Um, Billy, thanks for texting in. I don't think we've heard from Billy before. And a great question too. But we we belt above our average, mate, let me tell you. To have to have uh, Alan Jones as a former uh, world champion, Mark Webber, Dan Ricciardo, now Oscar Piastri, and you think of the 50 years that we've been We've got Jack Doohan coming up We've got Jack Doohan well. coming up. We've had Jack Brabham win multiple championships. We belt above our average for mm. our commercial clout and also for the, our size population. But Stevie J is 100%. you got to jet out of here when you're about 14. And Which a couple of drivers have. Like James Courtney's tried that. Will well, James, Maybe even James earlier. Would have, James would have made it to Formula 1 had he not belted the uh, had that massive the action Jaguar the and, yep. and rung his bell significantly in uh, at Silverstone. Mm. So, um, yeah, it's um, it's uh, we do we do do pretty well. Also on the subject from uh, number nine nine five, I see that Mazepin is suing Haas over lost income after the Ukraine invasion. Yes, he is. Obviously, Haas gave oh, he's him. Doing, he's doing it tough now. Ha, Haas <laughs> gave him the Tijuana brass when. Uh, <laughs> correct. I'm not. I got to be. I got to be honest. I'm not crying for Mazepin. I mean, he'd be wiping his tears with thousand dollar notes mm. or million rupee notes or whatever it is. But uh, yeah, good luck. I think Mazepin will probably have the bigger funding war chest to take on Haas. I reckon he's probably worth more than Gene Haas, maybe. Don't know. But anyway, good luck. <laughs> good Nikita. luck. Um, oh, I don't know. Good luck, Haas. Good luck, Haas. Good luck, <laughs> Nikita. That could be like a another Johnny Depp, Amber Heard case. We could see that. Do you reckon that would have the same interest? Eh, probably not. No. Uh, we'll take a quick pause for the course and wrap it all up next here on The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Get your text in if you want because it's your last chance to. 0433981116 is the number. Keep your text messages coming in. Thank you very Frank. much there, Frank. Uh, back with more right after this. <laughs> This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together we are shaping and building Australia. Um, Just a quick one. We had a couple of people question on Facebook that you boys were, uh, well, aside from the helicopter ride that I saw on your socials on Friday, Matthew, uh, which was... um, to a pub, I should point out. It no, always it to four pubs. To four pubs. Here you go. <laughs> so to anyone that did reach out on our social media and ask, is there any reason why we didn't see any photos of Matt and Steve up in Darwin? Maybe that answers your question. <laughs> i got to say, we were both exceptionally well behaved because we did have Kubota guests. And, of course, when you do that sort of thing, you are 
on show. Total Mus- bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tim. Got to say, though, Stevie J and I did something that, and you've done a bunch of stuff in your racing career that, like, on the cool scale is pretty mm. high. I haven't had such experiences uh, as you have. But we went on a uh, pub crawl with uh, helicopters. There were about 10 of us, five helicopters, and we went to four different pubs. Um, and if you're familiar with social media, you would have seen overnight, and if you were watching uh, A Current Affair, I think, some footage of a guy on Goat Island in, um, in Northern Territory, Northern Territory uh, belt a crocodile across the snout with a frying pan. Well, we were there on Friday with that exact croc and that exact publican. And they're both as mental as each other. <laughs> it was. We literally where he was standing, yep. and I've got a video of yeah, Matthew McKeldon just... <laughs> walking behind me. Going, don't you move. And I was videoing the croc at the same time. <laughs> Imagine if that thing launched at you like that, Matty. Oh, mate, I would have jumped in. Would have been. <laughs> it would have been the, oh, would have been the first time Maddie ran oh, Nimsy in oh, about ten years. I reckon. I, I was in I was in uh, thongs as you do in the top end and uh, hitting it over the snout with a thong probably wouldn't have done much. Oh, Maddie. mate, no, I would have given given the fact that Kai, the guy that belted the croc, bent the frying pan over the nose of the croc. He stood his ground. He didn't move. In ironically, also wearing Crocs, which I thought he was, was wearing Crocs. <laughs> Uh, but yes, it's just a sensational day, wasn't it, Stevie J? It was just unbelievable. It was unbelievable. And that guy Kai, he lives that. That's Goat a little island. island. Goat Island mm. is his island. It's surrounded by a moat. You can't get to it apart from a boat or boat. A chopper. Boat or chopper. Mm. Um, it takes him an hour and a half to get to town to mm. get supplies for mm. his uh, his little establishment there. With a uh, little dog called Muddy. With a little dog called Muddy. He used to have a dog called Dumb Blonde, believe it or not, <laughs> and it got eaten by a croc. Now, that's what actually, <laughs> oh, that's what, <laughs> that's what actually, and he says it, he, 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 that's what he said on, uh, on the news last night. Mm. And um, he uh, basically, that's why he's not scared of crocs now, because mm. I think he had something to do with trying to get uh, his dog back yes. when it was in the mouth of the croc. Anyway, so he stands his ground now and he just clouts him on the snout with a, uh, with a frying well, pan. And I believe Matt Wright's on his way to clear that one uh, out of that area. But I've got to tell you, Nimsy, fantastic hospitality from the folks in the NT. Great trip. You've got to go up there, Mindle Markets. Mm, see warm. you in the NT. Great. Okay. See you in the NT. Righto, boys. <laughs> Get a uh, set of mud flaps for your car. See you in the NT. Oh, boy. <laughs> dear, oh, dear. Hopefully we'll see you next week, folks. Oh. After that, I don't know. Don't we will. even say see you next Tuesday because we're oh. on Wednesdays. Oh. Yes, oh, Wednesday. We're on off. Wednesdays. Turn his mic off, Nimsy. We'll see you next week on the driver's seat. <laughs> it's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.